0: Stalking is the unwanted and repeated attention and behavior that causes a person to feel fear. Unfortunately, it is common, and just in the U.S. alone, 3.4 million people over 18 were stalked in just one year. A majority of the victims are women between 18 and 24. Sadly, the law has a hard time protecting those being harassed, or sometimes it becomes too late. And here are their stories. Jeremy Patterson stocks Memarez Rackley. Jeremy and Memerez went to the same gym and have frequently seen each other around. Eventually, a romance began that lasted approximately six months. During and after their fling, Jeremy Patterson slowly and increasingly became upset because Memerez decided to keep their relationship a secret to everyone she knew. Things began to spiral out of control when Jeremy began to come around without notice. Memerez noticed. He began following her car when she least expected it and even trails her while she ran her errands or visits. One instance, Jeremy even showed up and waited for Memories while she was at a local salon. In the midst of all this, he even began to post harassing images on Instagram complaining about their relationship. The frightening part is that reports state that there had been times where he would come by their home and forcefully rattle their front doorknob. Eventually, Memories had enough. Around 2 30 a.m. in the morning on June 3rd, Memories Rackley panics as she dials 911 and tells them of the past eight hours. Earlier that day, to that very moment, Jeremy was harassing, texting, threatening, following her all over town and even to her home. Listen to the frightening call. In the last probably eight hours, he's been um, following me. He's been um, threatening me verbally via text pretty scared for my safety and my children's safety, and I'm not quite sure. At this point, the dispatcher and the police assured her that they were going to help her with the situation and get her proper resources. Unfortunately, just three days later, on June 6, Memerez and her son were walking to school when someone stopped to give them a ride. According to the woman who helped them, the kids and Memerez flagged her down because Jeremy had stopped them in the middle of the street and was fighting with Memerez. When the women pulled up, Jeremy immediately leaves, but just just about a few blocks down the road, Jeremy ramps his vehicle into the woman's SUV and fired multiple gunshots. Memories and her 6-year-old son died while her 9-year-old son Miles and the daughter of the woman who helped her were left injured. Jeremy then turned a gun on himself and committed suicide. The motive is quite clear. He was unhappy that the relationship was kept a secret and that it was over. They found that Jeremy suffered from depression as well as severe relationship issues with family and colleagues. It was also suspected that he regularly used steroids which sometimes could cause rage. Jonathan Voss stalks Jane Cloe. Jane Klo first met 31-year-old Jonathan Voss while both were working at the Blackpool Hospital. Jonathan was still married to his ex-wife at the time, and after their divorce, Jonathan moved in with Jane in 2008. During his time with Jane, Jonathan was living an entirely separate life. He claimed that he needed to go back to his family to help look after his kids, or claimed that he needed to work night shifts at the hospital. But in reality, not only was he meeting up with his ex-wife again, but he was also fooling around with a third woman named Yvonne in January 2009, Jane became pregnant and Jonathan slowly grew violent and aggressive. In fact, he would often rape her if she refused to have sex with him, including times when she was over 7 months pregnant. Jonathan also began to frequently hit her, which forced Jane to wear long sleeves and scarves to hide her injuries. After their daughter was born in October 2009, Jonathan raped her for the last time and that was when Jane finally had enough and left. She reported the rape, which resulted in Jonathan being arrested and charged with 9 counts of rape and 4 counts of assault. He was remanded, but was unfortunately granted bail. Jonathan Voss frequently kept tabs on Jane. He knew where she was, who she would talk to, and where she went. In her diary, she writes, and I quote, what is his plan? What's he going to do? I don't think we'll get to trial without him doing something to hurt me in some way. Jane was so terrified that she would refrain from leaving her home. And when she left home, she was forced to be accompanied by family and friends just to keep Jonathan away. One day, she decided to return to work part-time and finally gained the courage to walk from her car to her work all alone. Unfortunately, there was Jonathan waiting for her and he stabbed her over 71 times and slit her throat. Jonathan was charged and sentenced to life in prison. Michael Peck stalks Claire Bernal. Michael Peck was a 30-year-old former Slovakian soldier and security guard who began dating 22-year-old beauty consultant Claire Bernal for three weeks, beginning in February 2005, after meeting while working at the same retail store. One day, Michael refused to leave her home one morning, therefore Claire ended the relationship through a text message. Michael refused to accept the breakup and began to harass her at work and texting her excessively. He began following Claire home from work and then, on March 13th, 30th, 2005, he followed Claire at London Bridge and even boarded the same train as her. Claire fired back that day, telling him that she would report him to the authorities. But he responded by, and I quote, "If you report me, I will kill you." Claire told her employer about Michael's actions, and she filed a police report. But no friends, co-workers, or family was ever interviewed. However, Michael was suspended from his security position. During this time, the stalking progressed to Michael waiting outside of her home on a daily basis. Claire called the police and they would respond, but by that time, Michael would have already left. One time, Michael was successfully arrested, but he would then hold his hands up to Claire while smiling right back at her. He was finally charged with harassment and breaking his bail conditions. After his case was postponed, he was released on bail and unfortunately, the police never informed Claire of his release. Additionally, no one also bothered to remove his passport from him or even question his whereabouts because on April 25th, he returned to Slovakia, trained himself in firearms, obtained a gun certificate, and bought a Luger. On July 20th, he returned to London with a smuggled gun. Six weeks later, he completed his court date and pleaded guilty to harassment. Unfortunately, he was bailed for pre-sentence reports, and 13 days later, at 7.45 p.m. on September 13, Michael goes behind Claire and shoots her in the back of the head four times before turning the gun on himself. Jared Hill stalks Renee Sue O'Neill. Renee was a single mother of twin boys. She briefly dated Jared Hill, who was a licensed chiropractor a year or so before the incident. The romance fizzled and Jared spiraled out of control. Initially, most of his actions were just repeated contact and threats to her and her kids, but it intensified quickly. He clogged all of the drains that surrounded her home to cause damage to the exterior. On multiple occasions, Jared had broken into Renee's home to steal small things, but it escalated to destruction of her property. He smashed all of her televisions and other technology she owned and completely flooded the house and caused it to be run down and uninhabitable. Other instances were reported where he would stab her bed repeatedly. In another forced entry report, he located her gun safe and stole all her firearms. The last straw was when he broke into her home in two consecutive days of July 19th and 20th. Renee finally filed a criminal complaint. Jared was arrested and charged with several felony counts, including stalking and burglary. Unfortunately, he was bailed out, but Renee obtained a restraining order which kept Jared from at least 100 yards from her. The protective order wasn't enough, though. At around 8.20 a.m., the police received a call from a witness who heard gunshots and saw a man flee from the home. When authorities arrived, they found Renee gunned down in her garage. This began a high-speed chase just hours after her murder. The vehicle finally was forcefully stopped when officers laid down spike strips on I-80. When they approached the vehicle, they found Jared dead with a self-inflicted gunshot. Roger Troy stalks Alyssa Blanton. Roger Troy was another one of those men that took to flirting for tips at a local Hooters as actual genuine affection. This is how Roger met 23-year-old Alyssa Blanton. Alyssa worked at the Hooters in Merritt Island, Florida until September 2008. During the time she worked in this location, Roger became overly obsessed with her. When it first began, Roger was just a regular customer who frequented the restaurant on a daily basis and always was in her section. According to her protection order, Alyssa mentioned that she gave Roger her email once because he kept harassing her for her phone number, and unfortunately, he took it the wrong way. Roger began to consider Alyssa's kindness as a blooming relationship. He even stayed around until the end of her work days to try to walk her to her car, but he would do so as he made attempts to touch and hug her. Her boss suddenly noticed the obsessiveness and confronted Roger, letting him know that the touching was not allowed. After this moment, he stopped sitting in her section, and emails started flooding in, harassing both her and her then-boyfriend. Alyssa then moved to Orlando, but Roger persisted and moved there as well. He began showing up at all places and events she attended to. Therefore, she reported it. Alyssa eventually got a new job, got married, and moved away from him again to Brevard County. But unfortunately, Roger continuously found all her contact information and letters flooded their household. Roger frequently drove by their home, spied on her, and sent her messages describing how she had looked that particular day. In her protection order, she describes an instance where he arrived at her work and blocked her inside her car by parking his vehicle behind hers. He then rushed to her window, knocking aggressively trying to pull it open. Two weeks before the hearing, Alyssa applied for a restraining order but was denied. The hearing was scheduled for February 16, but at February 8, 2010, Roger caught up with Alyssa outside her work and opened fire, killing her. When is to say, he fired approximately a dozen shots and then turned the gun around on himself. Hey everyone, thank you for watching. As usual, like, comment and subscribe. Remember, when 5,000 subscribers comes around, there will be 5 giveaways, 5 daily uploads, and a surprise. So stick around, and I'll see you next time.